today, I want us to spend one more day focused in on the first way that we see Jesus revealed as the Messiah of the world in John chapter 4, verses 16 through 30. And that was what we looked at in verses 16 through 19 in the reality that Jesus is revealed as sin is revealed in one's life. Jesus, as he spoke to the woman at the well, got real personal real quick. That's what we saw on Sunday as he dug into her relationships, how many times she had been married, and the reality of her current sin in that she was now living with a man that was not her husband. The woman's whole attitude changed very quickly. Her understanding of Jesus changed very quickly. She understood at the very minimum that Jesus was a prophet who spoke truth and knew things about her life that someone who didn't know her could only know if it was given to them from God. As this happened, we see the reality that as Jesus addressed sin in her life, things began to change with her understanding her faith in who Jesus was. And what I love about it is that Jesus was not just engaging in a conversation of the intellect, dealing with this woman's head, giving her information about who he was and living water, but he was dealing with the woman's heart. I want to read a quote from you. It's a little bit long, but it's really good. From Charles Spurgeon, who wrote about this reality and the way that we share the gospel with others. He said, a sinner has a heart as well as a head. A sinner has emotions as well as thoughts, and we must appeal to both. A sinner will never be converted until his emotions are stirred, unless he feels sorrow for sin, and unless he has some measure of joy in the reception of the word. You cannot have much hope of him. The truth must soak into the soul and dye it with its own color. The word must be like a strong wind sweeping through the whole heart and swaying the whole man, even as a field of ripening corn waves in the summer breeze. Religion without emotion is religion without life. But still, we must mind how these emotions are caused. He makes a distinction here between the natural emotions that we can stir up and spiritual emotions that only God can produce. He goes on and says, If our hearers will weep over their sins and after Jesus let their tears flow in rivers, but if the object of their sorrow is merely natural and not at all spiritual, what good is done by setting them weeping? There might be some virtue in making people joyful for there is sorrow enough in the world and the more we can promote cheerfulness the better but what is the use of creating needless misery you and i must continue to drive at men's hearts till they are broken and then we must keep on preaching christ crucified till their hearts are bound up and when this is accomplished we must continue to proclaim the gospel till their whole nature is brought into subjection to the gospel of Christ. I love those words and the picture he paints. The reality of speaking to not just the mind but the heart as we tell others about Jesus, as we, with the very presence of the Lord in our lives, go to the well to meet those who need Christ.
Today, I want you to reflect on your conversations that you have with others about Jesus. And I want to ask you this question to ask of yourself today. Are my conversations merely intellectual and I'm just speaking to the head? I'm passing along knowledge about Jesus, and who He is, but I'm not speaking to the heart. Are your conversations both to the head and to the heart? Speaking to the very details of one's life, addressing the sins in our lives, to allow the Holy Spirit to stir emotions, to bring about brokenness over sin and joy in the reality of who Jesus is. This week, let's speak about Jesus and let's speak to the head and to the heart.